We're reading from the writings of Bala Sulam, the article The Love of the Creator and the Love of the Created Beings, or in the subtitle Why Was the Torah Not Given to the Patriarchs? Please. By this, we have clarified the first three questions, but there still remains the question, how is it possible to observe it? For it is seemingly impossible. You should know that this is why the Torah was not given to the patriarchs, but to their children's children, a complete nation of 600,000 men from 20 years of age and on. They were asked if each and every one were willing to take upon himself these sublime work and goal. And after each and every one said, we will do and we will hear, the matter became possible. For it is clear beyond doubt that if 600,000 men have no other engagement in life but to stand guard and see that no need is left unsatisfied in their friends, and they even do it with true love, with all their soul and might, (coughs) there is still absolutely no doubt that there will not be a need in any person in the nation to worry about his own sustenance. For he will have 600,000 loving and loyal people watching over him, so not a single need is left unsatisfied. This answers why the Torah was not given to the patriarchs. For in a small small number of people, the Torah cannot observe it. It is impossible to begin the work of Lishma as as is described above, which is why the Torah was not given to them. But nevertheless, with the number that they did have, 600,000 men, it's also not exactly a quantity of people, but the intensity, the level of the desire that awakens in them. And they were able to raise their desire and connect to the upper light, upper force, upper light to be revealed in them. And this is called the revelation of the Torah. Receiving the Torah. Whereas all those things that we have to do is to bring this entire group to its end of correction. And along the way, it's incorporated with all of humanity. And it carries behind it all of humanity to the state of the end of correction. As Ba'asalam writes, that the end of correction is guaranteed to everyone, to all of humanity. And only in this way, the Torah is revealed with all its might. The upper light, the Creator is revealed to each and every one and to all of them together. Hence, this revelation of the Torah, meaning the upper light, the bestowal, the influence of the Creator on creation, comes in a gradual manner. 
through a small group and then a bigger group and bigger, bigger still until we reach all of humanity. It's not so clear what this principle is that they didn't receive the Torah. We know the multitude of the many is two or you need a ten. So why do we need 600,000 or whatever they're speaking about? The fact that you already got it and you have a method for how to reveal your will to receive and yearn for the force of bestowal and awaken the upper source to influence you, to work on you, that's one thing. But to, to give a revelation, you have to build an infrastructure that desires to receive that will somehow be prepared to connect and reveal the upper light that exists between them to be in the form of mutual bestowal like that upper light. So for that, it's not enough for two, three to connect. And not ten or twenty, whether it's the intensity of 600,000 men, which is vak. And in this form, when there is a certain quantity that is suitable for the revelation of the upper light, then it happens. So what didn't the patriarchs receive? What Torah did they not attain? We don't know. We can't tell. Torah, prophets, the rest of the Torah, Basalam says that the book of Zohar was initially um, about a hundred volumes and how many we have today. We don't know what was happening. So when we speak about the Torah, we're really speaking about it spreading through humanity. Yes, the revelation of the Creator. The Torah is the revelation of the Creator to the created beings. So it has to be for it a common vessel. Okay. read it again. We'll read it again and answer more questions. So, again, the subtitle is, Why was the Torah given to the patriarchs? By this, we have clarified the first three questions. But there still remains the question, how is it possible to observe it? For it is seemingly impossible. You should know that this is why the Torah was not given to the patriarchs, but to their children's children, a complete nation of 600,000 men from 20 years of age and on. They were asked if each and every one were willing to take upon himself these sublime work and goal. And after each and every one said, we will do and we will hear, the matter became possible. For it is clear beyond doubt that if 600,000 men have no other engagement in life but to stand guard and see that no need is left unsatisfied in their friends, and they even do it with true love, with all their soul and might, there is absolutely no doubt that there will not be a need in any person in the nation to worry 
about his own sustenance. For he will have 600,000 loving and loyal people watching over him, so not a single need is left unsatisfied. This answers why the Torah was not given to the patriarchs. For in a small number of people, the the Torah cannot be observed. It is impossible to begin the work of Lishma, as described above, which is why the Torah was not given to them. Here was the answer. Because in a small number you, of people, you cannot keep the conditions of love of others. Therefore, the upper light, the Torah, cannot expand in them. Torah from the word oh, light. Only the light that includes in it all the discernments before it, after it. Everything that comes from the Creator is called Torah. Thank you, Ralph. What does it mean to treat the friends with love or to love the friends? Aside from this internal um, intention, what could be the external actions that lead us to Lishma? We need to ask the Creator to feel that we are in one body, all of us, all of humanity, let alone the ten or the group of Nebuch, and that our destiny, our goal, the reason for our existence in this world is to discover that we all belong to one body, and to show it to all of humanity so that ultimately this has to be revealed and this will be the end of correction that will be aimed at such a state that's it Rav, if I may the end of correction is the perception of body in the entire reality or it's adhesion with the creator what comes first, perception or Repeat, please. The question is, what comes first? Artikun, adhesion with the creator completely, or the perception that everyone and everything is one body? We learn about it and uh, each one receives it in small portions, especially 
um, adjusted to him. For one, it has to do with the connection with the friends. For another, it has to do with certain understanding that he discovers in of Kabbalah, in the Torah, in his everyday life, through the human society, seeing how it connects and organizes and is in these different struggles, for each one it's revealed in a form that is suitable for him. All in all, each one is approaching the perception that all of reality is a complete system and everything is interconnected. And we are in the center of this reality. And we determine through the connection between us how quickly the world will move towards the general correction, the connection, sorry. This is the state that we have to discover. As much as it doesn't seem this way, but specifically the connection between us is about to be revealed as the central, uh, faithful the one that determines everything for the whole world and then we'll feel the love and the hate and the care and everything in humanity toward us we'll justify it in this way because we are guilty we are responsible we must correct everything this is still ahead of us. I'm telling you it's going to be like a seed that you plant in the ground and it will develop, but it will be revealed gradually. Gradually meaning, I mean slowly meaning gradually, but soon, really soon. Santiago Santiago, we see the group today. Beloved, if Abraham was one of the patriarchs, if he didn't have the Torah, so what was the correction of his group was that finished the process? The group of Abraham, Abraham is that Babylonian resident that discovered the method of correction that we have to do. Because he saw all the Babylonians, how they were killing one another and not getting along, and, and then he discovered the method of correction called the wisdom of Kabbalah. Love your friend as yourself is his principle that we have to reach. And that's what he studied, and that's what he taught all the Babylonians, until he saw that uh, you could not teach all of them, but Rather, those who would connect around him, he took those and he, he left Babylon with them. And 
He traveled with him to the location of where Israel is today. This is this was his work. Terach, his father, did not belong to it. He actually objected to it. He was very a big egoist, and he couldn't understand that the ego specifically could be used as a leverage for changing men for turning men from reception to bestow. Terach did not understand it, and he opposed Abraham, but Abraham understood this principle, and he was the first person in this world who moved from reception to bestow, from in order to receive to in order to bestow. And we are the result of that. Thank you, Rav. He's giving two conditions here. One is a quantity in numbers that you says it's quantity quality, and another condition is an age of 20 years and above. Now, it's clear that it's not a corporeal age we're counting. Right, yes. What is it? We'll learn. It has nothing to do with corporeal age, animal age. Just like everything in the wisdom of Kabbalah, it speaks of the degrees. Now we are correcting inside our desires and we come to a degree of the age of 13 and then 20. And then 60. That's it. These are the degrees through which we develop spiritually. It has nothing to do with the biological age. So what's the degree of the age of 20? No, that's a complete degree. When a person is able, from the height of this degree, is able to make all the decisions. He's got the strength, he's got the screen, he's got desires, he's got screen over the desires, and he can perform the entire action. Ten spheres of direct light and ten spheres of reflected light, they're all in his hand. So it's a critical condition. Let's say now we look at the whole world, so could it be that there's a certain quality but the degree of, let's say, quantity of people come to it and then we can perform the Ovut? We need to try and approach the Arvut, the mutual guarantee, and we need to try to do it now. But we're still not capable of carrying out the Arvut. Practically? Practically. Practically. We're still lacking vessels. There's also a matter here of quantity and quality. 
where although in quality we, we have such connections here and there between us, but in general, our quantity is not enough. This force is not enough. So we have to continue. We have to try to come closer and the Creator will arrange all those things together. Don't worry, we'll, 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 we won't be able to get away from it. It'll be very soon. Another question from a friend. He's asking, what is practical arvut? Practical arvut. When I truly, inside my heart, inside my soul, I feel that I depend entirely on everyone, on you. And if we won't feel that we are on the Titanic, that we're going to drown in the sea. We won't reach the, uh, the safe haven. That's what we need to feel. It's good if we feel this way. <coughs> so how do we define this fear? that will drown in the sea. We continue in this life like animals, like beasts. And we won't come to spiritual ascent to come closer to the Creator together, all of us revealing the eternal reality that's opening up before us more and more. Whether we stay on the threshold between this world and the upper world, the spiritual world, and we can drown in this world. Let's try and continue. We are in this transition between the two worlds. I am certain that we will succeed and we'll be together and we'll get through this stage. The transition from this world to the spiritual world is very complex. But we'll go through it. After all, all of reality is going in that direction. It's all it's all pointing in that direction. Okay? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, love. I understand that the love of the created beings, the love of the others, is loving all of humanity. So why can we do it in a small amount of people? We need to be organized, arranged according to spirituality. And that's why he determines that it's not less than 600,000 and other conditions. We're not going to make these calculations. We simply need to do what comes to us because it comes from the Creator. Okay? Tel Aviv 3. What's the connection between we will do and we will hear to the Torah? The Torah 
is founded on the condition of we shall do and we shall hear. We have to connect and whatever we reveal in the connection, it's called we shall hear. Why? Because we reveal the upper light, the light of the light of nefesh, the light of chasadim, we discovered. Therefore, we shall do, we shall do the connection in practice and we reach the degree of bina, which is called to hear. PT 35. Thank you, Rav. Continuing to Laviv 3's question, is the decision we will do and we will hear a decision that I do it once or that every day I have to do it again? Every day, and you. As it's written, they shall be new in your eyes. Our decisions have to be renewed daily. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, friends. So he says here that they have to engage in true love with all their heart and might. So what, I have to be in attainment to reach this state? I don't understand what you're saying. Can you speak clearly to the mic? You're not in your assembly there somewhere. He says that they have to engage in this in true love with all their soul and all their might. So they have to be in attainment in order to be in this? In this movie? In what what movie? The movie he's speaking about here. What movie? I don't know. He says that you answer the three questions. How can you keep this? It is impossible to observe it for it was seeming, it was seemingly impossible. So what were they engaging in? He says it was true love. They engage in connection. They engage in connection. And they understood that with, with the help of connection, they can come out of their evil inclination and they wish to open up the true reality by seeing the whole world through the good inclination, through the force of the quality of bestowal. So what does he mean that they'll engage in true love? What does that mean? As much as possible for them to connect in each and every generation, the way the coarseness is revealed, accordingly they engaged in it. Thank you. You must prepare yourself to speak. I have problems with the internet here. No, it's not the internet. No, I'm telling you, it's not the usual assembly. I don't understand. You want me to understand you? You have to somehow adapt yourself to me. Fifteen years I'm adapting myself to you. You're younger. There's no choice. When I came to Rabashi, I didn't understand at all what he was saying. I did not understand. You expect me to speak slower? And clearer. Clearer? Yes, clearer. I'll try. I hope. Subtitle, All of Israel are responsible for one another. In light of the above, we can understand a perplexing saying by our sages who said, all of Israel are responsible for one another. Israel, we understand those who yearn for the Creator in the way it was during the time of Babylon, also today. Furthermore, Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, adds, 
The world is judged by its majority. It follows that we are also responsible for all the nations of the world. I wonder, this is seemingly inconceivable. For how can one be responsible for the sins of a person whom he does not know? It is said specifically, the fathers will not be put to death for the children, and the children will not be put to death for the fathers. Every man will be put to death for his own sin. How can it be that one will be responsible, will be held accountable for the crimes and transgression of another. But that's what the Torah demands. If there is someone, eventually, ideally speaking, if there is someone who performs any transgression, even a thought in his mind, let alone in action, let alone uh, in the form of uh, wild behavior among many people, it does not matter. Israel, meaning those who can those who are destined to be the connection between the upper light and the lower will to receive, they are responsible and they are held accountable. Therefore, there is no... There's, there's no, nothing strange about it that today, as Israel is being blamed for all the problems in the world. Why? He writes it about it. He writes about it. If we can't pass the upper light from all the way up to all the way down, or by that the upper light will enter all the desires to receive and correct them somehow. Those people in whom these desires exist will understand that this is not the way to behave, rather we need to behave differently, a little closer to the quality of bestowal, connection. If we fail to do it, we will be held accountable for that their behavior, because we are as a conduit through which the upper light enters all the lower souls and fills them and accordingly bestows to them and accordingly they behave. So it's clear that in each and every state in the world, any bad state, it develops badly, regardless of the scale. Those people who can be a conduit for the upper light towards the lower souls, they are responsible. They are accountable. And it's no wonder that instinctively the nations of the world turn to Israel and say they are guilty and they come they want to destroy Israel yesterday but is, if Israel get blows before they understand their draw and destiny well let them understand what can you do how are we going to explain to them again and again that they have to be connected, they have to be as light unto the nations. But there's no awareness to the duty, but you keep getting blows. Right. Why is it in such a way? Why does he come with a stick first and not with through the mind? 
What? The, the mind? Let's say I turn to you, uh, turn a thousand times to people's mind. No one is impressed. Why? Then he gives them the ability to get inspired from it. Oh, in short, uh, the Creator should take us to the end correction, and that's it. Right? What, what is the, the argument here? The, the Creator is guilty. So through blows, that's how we'll get our minds. There's no choice here. If you're not hearing in one way, then you get these blows. The Creator is doing it himself as a path of correction. If you see this in general picture that we're going through from generation to generation, then eventually you will justify you'll agree with him and you'll bless him for all these blows. What can Israel do still to prevent themselves from the blows, if anything? He writes to you in the end of the introduction to the book of Zohar, we have to connect, we have to draw the reforming light through them to the whole world. We have to use them to fill all the souls that exist in the world. Exist meaning not that they, they live and die. The souls, the desires to receive, they have to bring about their correction and fulfillment. All of them, like the vessels of Gagata Ve'enaim, or called Israel, and who must fill the Achap, draw through them the light of correction to the Achab and then the light of fulfillment to the Achab. And in this way, all ten spheres of humanity will reach correction, the end of correction. There's nowhere to run to. When do we reach that point of determination that you start doing the rule? Right now we're running from blows. When we try to publicize this knowledge all over the world, and those who come to learn will learn with them, and through them, we will bring the upper force down to anyone who may want it. So it depends on the uh, dissemination. Yes. But the public isn't listening. I don't know if the public knows or doesn't know. I, 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 I know what I have to do. Well, the Creator gives the public one kind of desire, another kind of desire, and revealing various conditions. I'm not responsible for it. I can pray for it, but not more than that. It doesn't absolve me relieves me from my work. Yes, love, thank you. The love of the created beings. That's the only way to build a vessel of Bistol? Yes. Only through love. There's no other force that works in reality in order to correct it, to connect it, and to fill it with the upper light. Only love. Uh, In in its low stages of this force, we don't call it love, we call it connection, adhesion, all kinds, but uh, ultimately it's all the force of love. And when we speak of coming out of the ego, that means building the kli, 
The command of the ego means that I'm coming from out from in order to receive these desires, and I correct some of them in order to bestow. And by that, I reveal my connection with those foreign desires, and I'm about to fulfill them. And this is called in order to bestow. I correct the others, I fill the others through me. And they uh, approach the Creator and they're connected to Him. Could I say that it's like a stop on the way when I stop wanting something for myself? This is called restriction. You said that only love. So why is the first commandment not love but fear? You can understand love if you won't have fear. Read again these words and you see the, the important thing is love, but this is already correction, fulfillment, the end of the path. And we have to come to it because with the will to receive, we first have to correct the will to receive so it will be able to be filled with love for the other. And we do it through the mitzvah, the commandment of fear, spiritual fear. Or I'm afraid uh, about whether or not I'll be able to reach connection and love. This is called spiritual fear. How can we increase that fear? It's clear that each time you'll reveal more and more egoistic will to receive, so gradually you'll correct it more and more. Yeah. Just keep going, Misha. Keep going, keep going. You have a big heart. You're with us quite a few years and you're on the you're on the right path. Good morning, thank you, Rav. When we're speaking about responsibility, does that mean that when you become responsible, you get more blows if you don't keep your responsibility? Of course, you're rising up to degrees. When you're responsible for someone, then you r- rise up to the degree to be responsible for him, and then you receive for him and for yourself. Then, of course, your blows are greater. This is called the sorrow of raising children. Thank you, Rav. Could you say... When the person becomes responsible, at what moment? What is that transition? When he enters Arvut, then in the Arvut he becomes responsible for each and every friend. 
Or in the second paragraph. Say right. Now we can understand the meaning of the words in utter simplicity. For it has been explained that it is utterly impossible to observe Torah and Mitzvot unless the entire nation participates. It follows that each one becomes responsible for his friend. This means that the reckless make the observers of the Torah remain in their filth, for they cannot be completed and bestow upon others and love of others without their help. Thus, if some in the nation sin, they make the rest of the nation suffer because of them. This is the meaning of what is written in the Midrash, Israel, one of them sins and they all and all of them feel. Rabbi Shimon said about this, it is like people who are seated in a boat. One of them took a drill and began to drill under him. His friends told him, what are you doing? He replied, why do you care? I'm not drilling under, am I not drilling under me? They replied, the water is rising and flooding the boat. As we have said above, because the reckless are immersed in self-love, their actions create an iron fence that prevents the observers of the Torah from even beginning to observe the Torah and mitzvot properly. There's already a reverse influence here. Not those that are drawn to the Creator are called the Shakel Israel, that they influence all of humanity, but humanity is influencing them in return and is corrupting them. Now we can clarify the words of Rabbi Lazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, who says, since the world is judged by its majority, and the individual is judged by its majority, if one performs one mitzvah, happy is he, for he has sentenced himself and the entire world to the side of merit. If he commits one sin, woe unto him, for he has sentenced himself and the entire world to the side of sin. As it is said, and one sinner destroys much good. We see that Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, takes the matter of the Arvut even further. He says the world is judged by its majority. This is because, in his opinion, it is not enough for one nation to receive the Torah and mitzvot. He came to this opinion either by observing the reality before us, for we see that the end has not come yet, or he received it from his teachers. Meaning the whole world, everyone, all the nations, all the nations of the world, doesn't matter who are you, what are you, as he writes elsewhere, black, white, red, yellow. Rather, everyone in humanity, the human species, must reach connection between them and connection to the Creator. Yes? The text also supports him as it promises us that 
At the time of redemption, the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord, and also all nations will flow onto Him. And many more verses. This is the reason He conditions the Avut to the entire world to tell about it, that individual two cannot come to the des- desired goal by observing the Torah of Mitzvot, if not the assistance of all the people in the world. Meaning, in the way we exist in this world, in this one world where everything is interconnected and interdependent, we need to explain to everyone in the world that our correction is the connection between everyone, mutually. And one cannot jump on another, rather it should come in connection uh, and, and embrace, since we're all in one boat and we have no other choice. And only in this way can we reach a safe haven, a good state. Otherwise, we make each other drown in the depth of the sea. And no one will succeed in this way. Thus, each and every mitzvah that an individual performs affects the whole world. It is like a person who weighs beans on a scale, and each and every bean he puts on the scale induces the desired final decision. Likewise, each mitzvah that the individual performs before the whole earth is full of knowledge develops the world so it will come to this. Meaning, don't think that what happened yesterday, you put in the effort, you connected, you studied, you passed it to other people. Don't think it all disappears. Rather, a penny and another penny uh, accumulates to a great sum. Rabash likes to say that. And this is our work. Another day and another day, another effort, another effort in the studies, in connection, and in publicizing the wisdom. It is said, and one sinner destroys much good. Since through the sin he commits, he reduces the weight on the scale as though that person took back the bean he had put on the scale. By this, he turns the whole world backward. Do not despair, but continue. Keep going because a penny and a penny adds up to a great sum. That's a matter of accumulation. It seems like everything disappears. It does not disappear in spirituality. Nothing disappears. All the efforts, all of our efforts connect to one effort. And all of our connections enter into one connection. They build the final state. It doesn't simply uh, rise from seemingly nothing. It's comes up from many, many actions we take daily. Latin 7. Latin 7.
Muchas gracias, Rab. Eh, por un lado, usted acaba de decir eh, que necesitamos ser pacientes, como dice el, el texto, y agregar paso a paso. A like you said, we need patience. Al ver la situación del mundo, no debería de despertar. To go step by step, but still, una sensación de, de when we see the state in the world, shouldn't the article awaken a necessity, urgentness in our connection? Or that it will be more necessary. I didn't get it. On one hand, you're saying it's step by step. And we know how patience and persistence that bit by bit we build a big sum of connection. On the other hand, when we look at the state of the world, de nuestra conexión somos responsables de esta situación responsables y con urgencia de conectarnos más so shouldn't we feel a responsibility and more of an impulse to connect Not exactly, I can try. We're saying that day to day we're adding bit by bit through the studying and articles and we have to reach more connection. Shouldn't it lead us to more of a connection and also results in the world? Everything we do, even in a small group or all of Ebnebauch, in the studies, in everything, it all adds up and influences the world. We need to see ourselves as a conduit through which the upper light influences the world. And although we do not feel those things, this is how it's happening and this will be revealed. It will become apparent. And we have to move closer to that in practice. So we will do it in practice. That's why he says... The, the nation of Israel was installed as a conduit. And the, the more we are directed at the Creator, we're called Yashael. And in the other end of that conduit, we have to be connected in the connection between us to all of humanity and see that by that, humanity undergoes corrections, positive corrections, and not, in the, not through wars and problems. I truly hope that all these wars will cease in the world and people will feel that there is a good force operating in the world and not the, the, the force of the bad force. Of. Rav, I want to get the question right. I was corrected. On one hand, the work is accumulating. It's slow bit by bit. On the other hand, there's a great necessity to what we're seeing in the world. So according to the state of the, the world, shouldn't we feel more of a necessity, urgentness? Of course it's correct. We need to we'll accelerate ourselves as much as possible uh, in the actions between us and dissemination and push the world forward. Ba'asalam says that even if we if we fail to do it on time, we awaken the next world wars, third and fourth, of course. We need to feel 
it's um, it's pricking us from behind so we will run forward in our work towards connection and dissemination to the world вот по поводу примера с лодкой или с кунжутным зерном about the example with the boat or the bean it could be that me compared to the fans, friends I'm not investing that same bean or maybe I'm even taking it away but it seems like two different thing, things can I determine that if I don't put the bean on the scale to send of course it all depends on you you decide on everything uh, we are women, Dudi. Well, maybe we can hear them for the end of the lesson. From Latin 22, it's written, you all know that the Torah was not given to the patriarchs, only to their children's children. A whole nation that were 600,000 people, 20 years and above. What does it mean, a whole nation? The whole nation means a group, a group that includes in it all ten sefirot. Uh, in such a way that they can connect to all reality. Women Hebrew, we want to realize our purpose as Israel. So what is our implementation as the spiritual Israel, Bnei Baruch? Well, as much as I, I know women Hebrew, they are in it, and making corrections, advancing, connection between with everyone, connection with me. What else can they do? Uh, be an example to everyone. Be an example to everyone. PT6. Only people with points in the heart, does it sound reasonable to them that humanity is one body? I don't know how to explain it, perhaps. But relative to creation, the structure of Adam Rishon, the structure of the last generation, of course, we're all as one system. In all of creation, there is no more than ten sefirot. I heard yesterday in the reporters' meeting that you said we need younger people. Why younger people? What's special for the younger people than the way we're studying today? I don't recall what they said about. Uh, I can tell you word for word. You said we should pull, try pulling more people in. We need more people that will help us and affect. So young people. You were saying new audience, not necessarily young at age. Oh, right, uh, new blood, correct. I'm, I yearn to disseminate the wisdom of Kabbalah to everyone among uh, all of humanity in all languages as much as possible. I uh, worked on it myself in the first years that I came to Rabash. 
1983, 84. I wrote my first books even before that. I think that everyone must, uh, to some extent, participate in dissemination. Today, it's possible through all kinds of systems that we have, virtual, so try to do it. There's a question from the women's organization. We heard you say that the men depend on the women. So, in what in what is that dependency expressed? According to nature, a woman gives birth to both boys and girls. A woman is an educator for both boys and girls. A child that grows up, he knows that a mother is his mother. She's the closest to him. And there's nothing he can do about it. He feels greater dependency on the mother than on the father. The father is somewhere behind the mother. He brings in the paycheck. He supports. But the mother... Is the one who's closest at heart to the child. That's why I think that the influence of women on the world is tremendous. It's extremely special. And we must. We must bring, bring mothers, our, our women, the women of Nebauch, into dissemination. They have to learn how to do it. But uh, in truth, it's, not, it's, it's incorrect that dissemination comes through the men. Depends on which topics, depends on the style. But a woman can, a woman can influence men. I'm not talking about women can influence men more than men influence men. And we need to see these things also differently. In short, we have to think about it, but I don't think that a woman can't influence the world. Thanks to righteous women, the people of Israel came out of Egypt. What does it mean? How did these women pull these men from idol worshipping, from the low degrees out of Egypt? How? It's only through given examples, demanding of them, asking of them. A woman knows how to get everything right from men on the condition that she's connected with other women and with the Creator. This is the force that can shake all of reality. Because women don't have the correct goal and don't have the correct influence 
on themselves. They cannot influence the men. One more excerpt and we finish the article, right? Right. So, so the end of the article, why was the Torah given to Israel? <coughs> now we can answer the question why the Torah was given to the Israeli nation without the participation of all nations of the world. The truth is that the purpose of creation applies to the entire human race, none excluded. However, because of the lowliness of the nature of creation and its power over people, it was impossible for people to be able to understand, determine, and agree to rise above it. They did not demonstrate the desire to relinquish self-love and come to equivalence of form, which is dvikut with his attributes. As our sages says, as he is merciful, so you are merciful. Thus, because of their ancestral merit, Israel succeeded and over 400 years they developed and became qualified and sentenced themselves to the side of merit. Each and every member of the nation agreed to love his fellow man. Being a small single nation among 70 great nations, when there are a hundred Gentiles or more for every one of Israel, when they had taken upon themselves to love their fellow person, the Torah was given specifically to qualify the Israeli nation to qualify itself. However, by this, the Israeli nation was to be a passage. This means that to the extent that Israel cleansed themselves by observing the Torah, so they pass their power on to the rest of the nations. And when the rest of the nations also sentenced themselves to the side of merit, the Messiah will be revealed, whose role is not only to qualify Israel to the ultimate goal of Dvikut with him, but to teach the ways of the Creator to all the nations. Which is actually the end of corrections. So we have to see here where is our place in it, what is our role in it, and we have to try and do it. The world is becoming more round, more connected, and closer to these corrections. Let's hope that we will be merited with those corrections in the coming days. It has to happen much quicker than it seems to us. Are we done? You're cooking something, I see. I just prepared the announcement. Questions, if you have on the last excerpt. The whole lesson, you're like touching it and not touching it. You're saying we're getting close to it. The world is getting closer. What are we getting close to? We're approaching the revelation that 
the connection between us is the future of the world. And if we don't support it, we only give troubles to ourselves or bring troubles onto ourselves. What does it mean to take the world backwards? The world is moving towards connection, connection to go back to that form that existed before the shattering of Adam Arishon. That's why if we don't support that and we seemingly don't participate in it. So those forces of nature that are already in the end are pushing us, are pressing on us negatively. So you see that instead of connecting, let's say, between Russia and Ukraine and a few other nations, there and now it's all of Europe and America, instead of this going towards connection, it went towards war. This form being revealed of the war, it means the world is going backwards? Of course it's going backwards. Each and every war is, is taking the world backwards. It shows us that we're not doing the connection in the right place. It's not an advancement that they're showing us our next stage of separation that we have to advance in? Yes, it's revealed in this way, but why do we have to learn from the blows why can't we proceed the blow with the remedy and then what will be revealed there connection between us between all of us relative to the center of that war the explosion the eruption of hate why can't there be revealed connection and love that's what has to be and eventually we have to understand that we are guilty of that and no other nation Russians or Ukrainians or Arabs or Turks or anyone that actually it's us. We we are, and they'll blame us because they feel that we hold the key for the peace in the world. How to bring this feeling of guilt to publicize this, so they will know. So everyone should know. There's no secret here. And together with publicizing it, what should we do about it? And us, Bibi, how can we feel on our flesh that we're guilty? Publicize it also among the Bnei Baruch. In all kinds of forms to publicize it to the Jews in Israel. Who is Basel I'm writing this to? Don't wait for the blows. It's not good in the eyes of people and not in the eyes of the Creator. Okay? It's not pleasant to hear, but what can you do? And also to publish to others that they're guilty. Yes, of course. How not to reveal the remedy? There is no other remedy. Understand this? No, 
There's no choice, and we have to explain that as well. I remember, and more happened to me more than once in my life, that I, I was lying down, barely breathing, and to get out of bed in the hospital, to take a few steps, I wasn't able, because my lungs were full of blood. It was after the, the, the accident I had, and two doctors came, not from our, not from the uh, department where I was uh, lying down in, and they said, we want to take you and give you a, an operate on your lungs. And I said, I'm ready for everything, because this is worse than death. Because each and every breath was was a great uh, torment. They took me. I told you a few times how I ran to this operation uh, because they didn't have time to to get me in, in the schedule, in the operation schedule. And eventually it was done and I started to feel, oh, I can breathe. So tell me what to do. In that state, it's clear that a person is going to run. I'm asking before he gets to the accident, how will he listen that he needs to do such actions? That's the problem. We cannot uh, listen to what's happening to us. But God forbid, there could be more troubles ahead much worse than what we have today. As they tell us about the wars of the Messiah, God forbid. Well, nevertheless, today is day off for our friends. They should rest and we will see each other tomorrow morning. Here's a new article. Tomorrow, it's an article about the wisdom of Kabbalah. So, before the song, today at 10.30, recorded program with Rav, and at 10.30, uh, recorded reporters meeting with Rav. So, let's sing a song.
Together we can feel alive We are born to leave the darkness for the light Need each other to survive Together we can be alive We are born to leave the darkness for the light We are branches of one tree Rooted in each other's lives Voices of one harmony All as one begin to rise We are branches of one tree Rooted in each other's lives Voices of one harmony All as one begin to rise Rise.